was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far. Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to another Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Braves and Warriors are in their beds. The sun has gone down over the bunks, and normally this would be a time when you'd find out what happened today, but we have a special pre-Color War retrospective today, and that is that we have three junior counselors here. These are young men who were boys, obviously, back in the day, and campers of different ages and years, and they have coalesced into this really fantastic crew of young men who are our youngest uh, counselors, but in a strange, sort of uh, sometimes confusing way, often the most experienced as well, because they've spent so long here. So I'm going to introduce them to you. These are our, our, some of our junior counselors, certainly not all. Uh, actually, I'm going to have them introduce themselves, and we're going to start over here on my left. Go ahead. Um, hi, I'm Jack Dolsoul. I have been at Cobbacy for the past nine years. Where are you from, Jack? I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And who's next? Hello, my name is Stanley Ackerman. This is my seventh year at Cobbacy. I skipped last year, which was CIT year, and I am from New York City, Manhattan. Uh, I'm, I'm Leo Aronson. Um, I've been at Cobbacy since 2011, and I'm from Westport, Connecticut. Nice. So uh, before we get into you know some of the conversations we're going to have about what it's like to become a counselor and look after our boys. Uh, I'd like to hear just a few stories from back in the day. Um, let's start again with Jack. Jack, what, what's a, a, a memory that you have from when you were little? Um, why don't you tell us, you know, it's okay if you can't remember the exact, you know, contours of the memory, but what, what was something that, that you've always, that stuck with you about being a camper here back when you were younger? Um, um, honestly, all uh, what I really think about is how different uh, this camp is to other sports camps in the sense that there's so much other than sports going on. And all my best memories were honestly in between periods or uh, doing special contests that weren't exactly like uh, competition related, like uh, um, Rope Burn, which is an event in Color War where uh, you build a bonfire to burn a rope that is 10 feet high in the air, and it's a really suspenseful and really intense moment of color war for me. Uh, and when I was younger, I would be picked to build the fires. And then last year when I was a CIT, I was able to actually design it and find all the wood and command kids to <laughs> uh, build the fires instead, which was really, honestly, an incredible experience for me. Nice. All right, Stanley, how about you? Um, yeah, well, for me, I mean, one specific thing that happened uh, my second year, which was 2013, when I was a first-year warrior that I will never forget, was the Color War break, which for those who don't know, obviously, Color War breaks can be 
extremely intense and exciting and sort of very out there. There was an airplane one once, obviously, a few years ago. But uh, the one in 2013 actually happened out of camp, so really no one was expecting it. And as a little warrior, Color War was just this huge thing to me. The Sachem um, and all the older kids who participated were such heroes to me. And so when uh, we actually went to a hockey rink, and it was like a local main hockey scrimmage, basically, and the entire camp went there and was sitting down and watching the game. And, you know, less than five minutes into the game, We Will Rock You started playing in the stadium. And everyone was sort of looking around like, wait, what's going on? Is this really happening? And then, boom, a cannon. And we're like, maybe that's like the hockey players or someone banging on the walls. And then another cannon. And then a third. And just being a young, whatever it is, 10, 11-year-old kid in that moment with literally, uh, I'm, I'm getting chills right now, but literally with, a hundred, however many kids it was, 160 other boys who were all my brothers sprinting out of a hockey stadium <laughs> literally as fast as we could. I think I like slammed my thumb on something and it hurt for like a month after. But sprinting out of a hockey stadium, going like outside of this sort of like random local main ice rink um, as an entire camp, sitting outside like in the parking lot with Griff who was holding the two hatchets, seeing that and just ha- seeing the teams literally being announced outside of camp just in the middle of Maine somewhere for me that moment was just basically like the most unbelievable moment of my life up to that point it was just like <laughs> what is going on I'm part of the coolest thing ever so that's something that I definitely won't forget from when I was younger nice how about you Leo um so I guess a lot of my best memories are from color war and way back in 2011 uh, I was on the Blue Sharks, and always remember being in the team tug and tug of war, which is like the last tug before giant around the bases. And um, always remember like just watching the entire camp, like screaming at me to pull harder, pull harder, because if we won that tug, we won color war, and we ended up winning that tug, winning color war, and me as like a little nine-year-old, which is <laughs> the biggest competition I've ever been in my life. <laughs> It was just a. It was surreal. That's just an great experience. It's one. So a feature of the tug of war layout, just for those of you back home who wouldn't know these little micro traditions, is that um, instead of it being all about the older boys, it starts with the oldest boys and goes down in age. And the way color war scoring works is that the color war is over as soon as the the team who's behind can't possibly mathematically catch up. Which means as you move through the tugs, it can come down to nine year olds, which is pretty cool. Um, that's great. All right, so uh, maybe an interest. I don't know if you guys can cast your memories back this far, but what did you think Cobbacy was going to be when you were little before you came? You know, I know that you, um, Josh Cohen was the director then, and and he came maybe to see your families or whatever. Um, but you know, before you got on the bus, before you maybe before you even set foot here, what did you have in your head? And then what was it like your first year? Um, so pretty much, I did not want to come at, <laughs> at all. Uh, my sister had been going to Camp Waikasuda for two years at that point, and it was kind of just like my whole family decided, like, you got to go to camp, you would love it, and I just, I, I mean, I'm a kid who, like, sits inside and draws and does different things than what's here, and uh, I was just not excited to come, and then when I showed up, it was about two days until I absolutely loved it, and it was just the best. <laughs> That's great. How about you, Stanley? Um, I mean, for me, the, I think the main thing that sort of I was expecting and, and I saw was different here is that um, 
I, you know, like when, yeah, when Josh Cohen came in and talked to my family, it just, it seemed really great. Like I was very excited. It was a sports camp. I love sports. It's my favorite thing to do. There's, it's all day. We're just doing different activities. We're outside in Maine. It sounded so great. But what I really didn't sort of understand until I was here and it was here for maybe about a week. And it really only, it doesn't take very long to realize what's going on, but I wasn't expecting, and it sounds so cliche, it really does, but I wasn't expecting the brotherhood that I experienced right when I got here and, and just the like intense emotional attachment that um, I felt pretty quickly into camp my first year. Um, again, I was expecting just to have a fun time and obviously that's part of it, but the much bigger part to me is just having the friends that, I, I mean, both of these guys I met in 2012, they came in 2011, but the fact that we're still so close right now, it's, and it's so cliche, but like I'm being completely serious, just the brotherhood is completely true and that's, I wasn't really expecting that. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I have a pretty similar answer. I, I remember talking to Josh Cohen and being very excited for the sports because I was a very active kid uh, in the summer. Couldn't really get tired out. But, um, <clears throat> like, as you get older and keep going through camp, you, you just appreciate the brotherhood more uh, more and more every year. You get closer to your friends, and it starts becoming less about the sports and more about the friends that you're coming back for. Nice. So uh, one of the things that has really been a hallmark of your guys's summer so far and I'm not I expect um, with every you know fiber of my being it will be continued that way which is that um, sometimes it's difficult for someone who was a camper to then find their their footing as a counselor because all at once this place which has been about you for your whole experience is now no longer about you in a weird way it's not even your place anymore it's the boys who you are with it's their place of course it will obviously will always be yours uh, but um, but also it is now yours in a different way. So I would love to hear, and, and I should I should finish that thought, which is that this particular group of junior counselors has been especially good at converting to counselors and really making it about the experience of the boys that they're leading. So I would love to hear a few reflections on what it is on the the workmanlike life of a counselor and what you found challenging and what you have found rewarding. We'll start back again with with Jack. Um. Yeah, so I wasn't, uh, when we came to camp, I was a little nervous about not being in a bunk with all my friends and everybody I had been with for the past eight years at that point. But I, uh, after meeting the kids who were in my bunk and realizing that like they actually see me as an adult human being is just a crazy experience. <laughs> and I just, it, um, like every day when I go in there and they ask me what they should be doing and they ask me if whatever's okay or if I want to play something with them, I just think about how much I idolized my counselors when I was here and as a brave. And it just, it's like a little bit of a nostalgic feeling even though I'm not there again. It's just kind of seeing the whole other side of things and I, I, I love it equally as much. Hmm. Um, for me, I know something that I was really pretty worried about going into this year because um, again the last time I was here was as a camper in my stage year two years ago was just because I had such a deep emotional attachment to this place like when my la like the day that I left my stage year I was literally sobbing more than I ever had before um, like I was really just worried that I wasn't gonna I, I was gonna come to the place that I love so much and not have the same feeling and just be a little more checked out because I'm not the focus anymore um, and that was like a genuine worry of mine, even though it sounds sort of selfish. Like I was like, is this, am I not gonna have the same sort of deep attachment? And um, 
really that's just I've realized that you it's possible to have the same sort of emotional um, intensity towards a place even when you're not the focus because the one sort of example that I can give is when we, I was actually just coaching intercamp football against different camps and we and like when we would do really well I would get like such a rush of adrenaline and be so happy and excited <laughs> and focused and I realized that like you can have the same feeling towards a place and have the same feeling for yourself even if it's not based around yourself even if it's more towards uh, the kids that you're coaching and mentoring so I thought that was really cool maybe even especially because yeah I totally, mm-hmm. totally. yeah uh, well to be totally honest I was never really that worried about being a counselor mostly because some of the best counselors that we've had as a group have been former campers um, Joey Vijay Ben Eidelberg uh, Levi Stern who was <laughs> Levi Stern but um, <laughs> um, being a former camper you just have this automatic connection with the kids and it just makes it so much easier to I guess pass the torch of prophecy along to them hmm. and that's a really special feeling totally uh, all right, so one of the things we try to impress upon our counselors is that you're not a parent, but you're doing a lot of parent things. So let's, let's bat aside that you're not a parent thing and just come at it as if you were. What have you learned about caring for young people that has been you know, a surprise and also hard? What's it like to be a parent? Um, yeah, so... I don't know. Um, I was probably a little surprised that I would enjoy the conversations that I have with 10, 11 year olds as much as I did. Because <laughs> I didn't think, like, I, I figured everything I would be saying would just kind of be like exaggerated emotions and just, you know, pl- like, pl- I don't know, responding to whatever they say. But uh, as, like, I got to know them more and more, I just, like, they talk to me about things that I, I like to hear about. And I, genuinely want to hear how their day is and I want to see like oh basketball with Leo like earlier like that's cool <laughs> Leo's my friend <laughs> and I just uh like it's just like they're actually people and like you can have conversations with them <laughs> um for me like I've always sort of I've always liked working with little kids like last year I worked at a flag football camp with little kids and so I've always sort of had I, I, I think it's fun like you know little sorry, like little kids are really funny people like you know they'll do strange things that are funny and it's sort of fun to be around them and so I think that for me I was excited um but I think what I haven't expected which honestly has been a little hard and it's it's interesting to get used to from sort of a parental perspective I guess is just like because I have the youngest kids I have seven-year-olds and for me it's just like the little things that seem so obvious to you that they just won't don't understand because they're seven years old like yes you do have to brush your teeth I just don't understand why it's such a big deal to brush your teeth (laughs) just brush your teeth like it's just I mean just do it and like yes just take a shower why don't you want to take a shower you've been outside for however many hours in the hot sun all day like you should just take a shower Um, and so it's things like that that have been sort of difficult to get used to um but, it, it, you know, it's also really rewarding when they do take a shower and they're like, you know what, I do feel a lot better now. That Thank you. Like, that makes sense. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's, it, it's, it was hard at first, but um, it's an interesting experience, definitely. Mm-hmm. I find it very amusing watching kids, like, try to test your boundaries. Um, like, if you tell them not to, like, jump out of a window and they say, okay, and then jump out of the window just to see a reaction. Stuff like that is just very interesting, and obviously I agree with what Jack and Stanley said. Hmm. So guys, we have um, we have Color War coming up sometime in the near future. It's gathering like a storm. There are signs everywhere. 
if we're going to just ask some of the standard Color War questions, you guys have had a lot of experience with uh, Color War. Would you prefer to be on blue or gray? We'll start there. Blue always and forever. I am 0-6, I've been on blue every year, and would like to be on blue again. <laughs> uh, I'd also have to go with blue, but not opposed to being on gray. Okay. Uh, just in case you're wondering what Stanley was talking about, it means that his personal record, every time he's been on a Color War team, they have, um, they have come in second place out of two. And, uh, and so that's something of a camp legend around here. Everyone's watching with great interest to see what Stanley's team will do this year. Uh, <laughs> guys, this has been a real pleasure uh, to have you here. And uh, I'm sure that the, the parents home, I think an interesting, I th- this has probably occurred to everybody who's listening, but um, your sons one day may be sitting across from the camp director and talking about what it was like to be a camper and now a junior counselor. That's fun to think about because uh, it wasn't that long ago that little Stanley Ackerman or little Leo Aronson or Jack Del Sol was getting their mind blown by their first color war break. It was not that long ago. All right. Well, thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And that is another informal podcast for another glorious day here at Camp Cobbacy for Boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with good counselors watching over them. Some of them may even be these counselors. And they will be nodding off, surrounded by their friends. Loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. Yeah.